The second annual Bayou City Paranormal Symposium is here, April 25th and 26th at the Pasadena Convention Center. Special guests include John Zaffis, Katie Stafford, the Kling Brothers, and more. Two spine-tingling interactive exhibits, including the fan-favorite Psychomantium 2. Over 40 vendors and exhibitors will be on hand. Free vendor shopping all weekend. Discounted pre-sale tickets and VIP available now through February 29th. Bayou City's premier event for the things that go bump in the night. Go to badwolfevents.com for tickets and more info. Hi, I'm Emily. Hello. I'm Joel. Joel. We are the hosts of Drink. Drunk. Dead. Dead. I was late on that one. My That's bad. That's okay. It's close enough. We'll get there. By episode 57, we'll have it down pat. Yeah, do you really want to do the dead every single time? I have thus far. I know you have. We're What's on wrong episode with that? five now, and you're still doing it. Although, to be fair, last episode was with Haley, so. Yeah. I hope she did the dead. You'll just have to find out, won't you? I guess so. Oh, you may hear Emmett, our baby kitten, playing around in the background. He's looking for his little jingle ball that I took away because he was making so much noise. We should Figured get a that pig. Would not be appreciated. Did you say we should get a pig? Yeah. Like a little house pig? No, a field pig. You want a big old hog? Yeah. My family raises pigs. We should get a warm hog. in Kansas. They actually don't smell that bad. Cows stink. Pigs don't smell that bad. Like just in general or when they poop? Well, just in general. You would think a pig farm would be stinky, but it's really not. Cow farms are the stinky ones. Yeah. A lot of methane. They're one of the, or if not the, largest producer of the world for pollution. Yeah. Cow farts. Cow farts. <laughs> Killing the ozone. Right. <laughs> for 150 <laughs> years now. <laughs> Thank you, who cow farts. <laughs> As somebody who wants to protect the environment... I don't really know how to address that issue. <laughs> they, have you ever seen what they do to cows to measure their, their digestion? Like they literally cut a hole yeah, in the side of gross, the cow and then have yeah. a, a tube to go into their stomach. Uh huh. It's awful. I'm gonna have a nightmare about that now. Thanks. Now Being I will too. Being stuck inside of a cow stomach. Speaking of nightmares, I keep having that same freaking nightmare. Yeah. I have that nightmare where that thing, I'm standing in our bedroom doorway, and that black shadow that's like blacker than black grabs me, drags me into another room, and then pins me against the ceiling, and I can't breathe, and I can't scream. And then I wake up. It scares the heck out of me. That's a scary nightmare. And should, it's in this house. We should get an acceleration alarm. And, we'll <laughs> and it's climbing the chair. What? We'll get an accelerator alarm uh-huh. accelerometer so that if you if you get thrown really fast across the house it'll go off and then i'll wake up and then i'll hide under the covers because i'm not going to come to save i you. know you would never come save me yeah. you would leave me but at least i'll know demon. something's happening i appreciate that you're such a hero i can call 911. thanks i'm sure they can really do something about this especially by the time they get here eight minutes later we live on the east side they're not getting here fast <laughs> State police aren't that far away. We're good. 
So what are you drinking this week to forget your, to drown your spirits out of your brain? My spirit of choice is tequila. 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 Jose Cuervo. Cuervo. And I you've went, got your... I went with wine. De Ribibon. Yes. Chateau de Ribibon. R-I-B-E-B-O-N. It's really good. This is a Bordeaux. So it's this delicious red. It's dry. I can feel it thumping through my head right now. It's so good. Thump, thump. Yeah. Thump, thump. That's a sign that I have not eaten enough today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had some pizza. I had two slices of pizza. And they it's were dinky mix. little slices. It's not like well, to-go slices. There's three more slices left out there. So. Yeah, I'll eat them eventually. What are you doing, Emmett? So did you have anything interesting happen this week? No. Nothing at all? Not a damn you, your thing. Event, your weeks are so uneventful. I'm not complaining. I am, but I'm not. Don't run into any crazy people. Nobody's recognized you yet because we're just so famous. Mm-mm. No? Well, they got oh. our voices, not our, our faces. They will if they look at our YouTube channel. See our beautiful faces and all faces their glory. Our faces are pretty beautiful. Our cat plays fetch. Yeah, he does. He's trying to get me to throw it right now, but... You know, I'm professional, so I'm not going to play. So, yeah, you had an uneventful week. We have a kitty that plays fetch. Haley and I recorded the fourth episode about haunted distilleries. I haven't decided on a name yet because I'm still editing it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she and I went crazy over Haunting in Hill House. We've been binging it for a while. She goes nuts over this show. She's watched it four times. Four times? Yeah. How many she really seasons? likes the show. It's only one season so far. There's oh. another one coming out in October, I think. Does she still get scared every time she watches it? No. I don't think she gets scared. She, But she likes to sit there and watch me get freaked out. Mm-hmm. And I'm a baby. I like to hide inside my shirt. Like, you know how people, kids hide under the covers? Yeah. I hide in my shirt. She cuddle up I look like you? a little turtle tucking its head in. Uh-huh. Trying to just keep the ghosts away so you do what you do when you smell a bad fart so yeah we were watching haunting in hill house and i watched in the tall grass which was i thought that was a pretty good movie it's on netflix it's a made for netflix movie mm-hmm. is it similar to the children of the corn no i've seen that i watched that on sci-fi one time oh wait children of the corn you know what it's been so long since i've seen children of the corn i don't really remember i was thinking village of the damned but that was a pretty fucked up movie it wasn't so, dude, it wasn't so much scary as it was just like generally fucked up, you know? Emmett is currently sitting on the little extendable part of the recliner, just staring at Joel, waiting for him to throw something that he's already thrown. He's not a very smart cat. He's fun, but. I don't know. He's good at fetch. Don't eat that. Stop. What are you doing, you goober? We had to get two squirt bottles because they some badasses. They don't know how to behave. Poor Otto can't kick this virus. He's just, he's getting, he's getting better, better, but. Jinx. Poor kitty. You might hear him sitting here snoring next to me. But So yeah, I didn't have, I didn't have anything happen in the motel this week, which is nice. It was kind of a quiet week. That's it's good. been something almost every week or almost every night of every week when I'm there. I need to go and ask. The uh, the guy who owns the place. Because it's a, just a little mom and pop. You don't stay in the plop. same room, though, right? I stay in the same room every time. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's a little mom and pop place, and 
I always uh know that I, I talked to the owner, Jeff, so I could ask him if maybe somebody died there recently. You think he would tell you, though? He might. I doubt it. I can always ask, and he yeah. can look at me like I'm crazy. Well, I'm yeah, just watch, his, just watch his face. If he kind of gets wide-eyed, then you know somebody did die. <laughs> can you hear my whine? <laughs> Pour my whine. The neighbors can hear your whine, darling. Uh... So I think that was our week. We didn't have anything terribly exciting this week. Had some. I had a good time with Haley. She's a hoot. I can't wait for you to hear the episode. So we've had our drinks. We're not drunk yet, but we're certainly on our way. We're on our way. So now you it's more time. so. Yeah, me more so because I had that empty tummy. Yeah. But now I think it's time for the dead. The dead. I think. I think I started last time. Because it was the hospitals, and I'm pretty sure that I did. I started last time. Did you? When you and I. It's been a while. I don't know. Okay, so I'll go first. It's been ages. Okay. Let me take a big old sip of wine here. Chug. That was a wussy sip. I can't chug wine. I can't chug wine, and I can't chug coffee. It's not a chugger. So our theme this week is haunted theaters. Theaters. Just scaled the chair behind you. So I chose for my theater the Cincinnati Music Hall. This had some really cool history. I was so excited reading this. I could not wait to tell you about it. Let me guess. It's in Pittsburgh? You're funny. Gosh, you should be a comedian. I try. Yeah. So the hall is known as one of the Tri-State's most haunted places, and it was featured on an episode of Ghost Hunters in 2014. And it was selected as one of the Travel Channel's most terrifying places in America. Is that the Zach Baggins one? No, that's Ghost Adventures. Ghost Hunters was on sci-fi with Grant Wilson and... I can't remember the other guys. It's been a while. Anyway, no. Ghost Hunters is a different show. I tried to look it up. I couldn't find it because you have to pay for Ghost Hunters because sci-fi owns it. So you can't find the episodes anywhere. So, unfortunately, I couldn't watch it. I was really hoping I could to see if they caught anything interesting. But uh, the currently the currently standing hall, the one that's being used, was originally designed for a whole bunch of different purposes. And it was three different buildings. It was to have musical activities in the center building. And then it had a industrial exhi- exhibitions in the side wings. And it has a big hall... Or the whole hall covers at least two and a half acres, if not more. Because I couldn't tell if when it said it was covering two and a half acres, it was only talking about part of the building. But it's a big building. So there's a central building and then two wings. Mm -hmm. I think it's the north and south wing. So it's thought of as one building, even though it's composed of three. And the central building was built in one year. So it went up really fast. It was opened on the 4th of May in 1878. That's, a, what, like 150 years old now? It's a good year. It was built over the site of the old exposition hall. Um, the old hall was only about five years old at the time that it was torn down, but it was considered really dingy and gloomy and grotesque. And it was composed all of wood, and it had like a tin roof that you could hear all the rain on. So if you're trying to listen to music, it's just terrible, right? Right. But they used to use it for industrial exhibitions there. 
So when they tore that down, they had to put in another hall for the industrial exhibitions because people were all pissed off. They're like, we need our place to show our tools. <laughs> our tools. <laughs> yeah. So the north and south wings were opened in the fall of 1879. So that's only a year later, year and a half. The building was designed by a renowned architect, Samuel Hannaford, in a high Victorian Gothic style. He included all kinds of designs and symbols to kind of tell the story of each section of the building, like flowers for the horticulture hall and instruments for the central portion. And then I thought you'd like this part, gears and hammers for the machinery hall. I do like gears and hammers. Yeah. I thought you would. It's a really pretty building. Between each wing was a passageway for carriages to go from Plum Street to Elm Street, and there were entrances for the wealthier patrons so they could avoid the bad weather. I guess everybody else had to stand out in the crappy rain and snow. Over the years, the the stage and the music hall got a whole bunch of different renovations and additions, and is now one of the largest and best-equipped stages in the world in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, it's not that far. I thought that was pretty cool. I would not have thought Cincinnati would have one of the best equipped stages in the whole world. Well, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's in Cleveland. Yeah. I feel like Ohio's just got a lot going on with music. They do have some good shows. They had some good stuff come to the Polaris when I lived in Columbus. Polaris Amphitheater? I don't even know if that thing's still standing. Amphitheater? Amphitheater. Not amputee. Not like an amputation. <laughs> okay. So the North Wing, which was also known as the Mechanical Hall, lost pe- popularity by the 1920s and it became a sports arena for a while. So they did stuff inside. But these days, it's just storage for the music hall performance equipment. So. So in, because the, all the, in their heyday, they had quite a bit going on there. Yeah, they really did. Um, the, hort- the horticulture hall, they had all kinds of great shows for farmers, and it, it just sounded like something I would totally What's be into. What's a show for a farmer look like? Come look at our plants. Come look at these tools for planting. So it's but not they really also a show, like, it's kind of just like They a... also had art. It's just, it's just like going to any other convention center. It was basically a convention center. Huh. Yeah. But with specific reasons. Um, the South Wing, which was the Horticulture Hall, originally had two stories and it had a glass roof, which I could just imagine must have been gorgeous. <clears throat> it got a full roof in 1927 and uh, the second floor became a ballroom. <laughs> Jesus, the cat's <laughs> losing his mind. <laughs> These days, the first floor of the Horticulture Hall is an office, but the second floor is still a ballroom and it contains a restored Albi mighty Wurlitzer organ which i thought that name was really funny i'll be mighty i'll be mighty (laughs) yeah i think organs are very eerie sounds they can be really beautiful but they can also be very eerie yeah it's a haunting sound yeah which is appropriate for a haunted place (laughs) you just don't appreciate my sense of humor (laughs) wine time excuse me a moment Delicious. I love it. So the original exposition hall that was torn down to build the current music hall was built on grounds that had a really dark history. According to the Cincinnati commercial, the site occupied by the buildings, quote, is none other than the old potter's field 
which formerly extended west beyond the bed of the canal, and which was abandoned to other uses about 35 years ago. When the canal was cut through the soil, enriched with human remains and sewn with human bones, about a hundred skeletons had to be removed and committed to the already overcrowded place of nameless graves now covered by the buildings. So they dumped... I, I think a potter's field is basically where they bury the poor. Should I Google it? Yeah, go for it. But I'm pretty sure that's what it was for. And then they put a canal in. Uh, I'm not sure if that was an extension of the Erie Canal all the way down in Cincinnati, but they put in so, a canal. So it's just a, a grave, a common grave. Potter's field. Yeah, that would be for, for poor people. Um, unknown, unclaimed people. Yeah. So they put in the canal, and as they're doing that, they're digging up these graves, right. and they basically what they do is they take the bodies that they find are, or the bones, and they just dump them into a mass grave, right? Let's see. I wonder if those workers ever got haunted. If I were a construction worker and I were uh, you know, digging something up and I came across the body, like you know, it, especially that many. It gets better. The paper goes on to say, when the steamer Moselle in 1838, is about the time we believe, exploded her boilers above the site of the present waterworks and blew the skulls and limbs and blackened trunks of her passengers all over the city so that falling bodies fell through the roofs of houses. The remains of the victims were gathered together and buried in a spot now covered by the south end of the horticultural hall. So not only did does the building cover... What was there originally? The potter's field, yep. But the bodies of the people. From this horrible explosion. So the steamer had been one of the largest of that type for of boat for the period. And at the time of the explosion, it had between 250 and 300 people on board because it's not like they really took a... They didn't care about overcrowding, right? So they really didn't know how many people were on board. They're just like, yeah, come on, buy a ticket, get on. Let's make as much money right. as we can. So they had 250 to 300 people on board, and a total of 150 people died in the explosion. That's a lot of people. Yeah. It was, steamboats were bad. But in addition to the tragic explosion, the site had been home to an orphan asylum and a Civil War military hospital. Yeah. It had some dark Who history. Who would like buy some, that property? Isn't it? It's sad, right? According to the book Ghost Hunting Ohio... For 20 years, the grounds around the hospital were used to bury the homeless and those who had killed themselves. Instead of coffins, the dead were bundled and dropped into the ground. It's kind of like mummified. No, they were just probably just wrapped in muslin and then just dropped. Because the poor didn't have money for coffins. And nobody else is going to pay for it. So they're just like, whatever, you're trash. And they dump you into a hole in the ground. Mm -hmm. Isn't that screwed up? That's... Mm-mm. So the grounds had a lot of misery, yeah. right? It's not a happy place. Orphans, people suffering from terrible injuries from this war, a massive explosion, and the poor that were treated as though they were literally dirt. You are worth nothing. We bury you in dirt with no name, no identification. Some angry people in there. You would think. But it doesn't seem like that's the case with the hauntings. They don't seem like angry ghosts. When the current hall was being built, a barrel full of skulls and bones had to be removed from an elevator shaft in one of the halls. The bones were then placed under the floor in another portion of the building because that is the logical place to move the bones, right? 
Oh, they're in the way in the elevator. Just stick them under the floorboards. Right. Nobody will notice them there. Uh, the Cincinnati commercial, the, the same paper from before, stated, Not a foot of ground lies under the exposition building unaccompanied, unoccupied by moldering bones, human bones, which the ringed worms have long since tired of gnawing. It was, of course, natural enough that the ghost, ghosts disinterred from the bed of the canal and the ghosts claiming kinship with the bones disinterred to make room for the elevator should cease to rest. So they basically think that as soon as they started digging for the original exposition hall, that that kind of stirred up the ghosts because nobody was at rest anymore. They'd all been disturbed. So the the main building was put up in a year, you said. Right, the, how, the how, current building. The old building had been there for about five years. I don't know how quickly that one went up. The one that with the tin roof. Mm-hmm. How long did it take for them to build, like, the side wings, the, the west and east and west wings? So the, the main, the center hall went up in one year, and it opened in 1878. Let me go back up and check. Like, was it, was it like they just kind of continually fucked with the dead for five years or was it all no the the next the the two side the two wings were up within a year and a half Mm. so all together it's probably two to two and a half years of construction and then the place is all open the construction of the new hall the center hall it was fast-tracked it was built in a year and the old hall was quickly demolished and during this it unearthed numerous graves and lots of bones Mm. many of the graves were reinterred in spring grove cemetery but not all. Excavations in 1927 unearthed three coffins that were reburied in the basement. This this is a reoccurring theme that they dig up somebody and they're like, mm, what are we gonna do with this? We'll stick it someplace else in the building. <laughs> I just I don't I don't understand the thought process behind. Well, it. where else would they put it? They take it to a freaking cemetery. Yeah, but that costs money, I'm sure. No, I mean I'm sure there's stuff in the government funds for. Something like this, or archaeologists would be interested, or something, right? Archaeologists were around in 1927. Who do you think dug up King Tut? King Tut. But instead of that, they just bury them in in the same building. And an expansion at the same time found another 65 graves, which earned that portion of the music hall the nickname Valley of Death. These 65 were also reburied on site. So we have a barrel full of bones from an elevator shaft, three coffins, and then 65 bodies that are already buried on site. Then again, in 1988, another eleva- elevator shaft was found. Uh, elevator shaft found an additional 207 pounds of bone encased in concrete. So they must have just been like, screw it, we're not moving these, and dumped concrete on top of them. Those they actually pulled out, and archaeologists worked on those. So do you think they... Like they dug up the the plot for the shaft and then kind of just put the bones back in and poured concrete in it i don't I don't know if they maybe they were digging up the shaft and they saw the bones there and they're just like, screw it, we're at a good enough distance and then they just dump concrete on. I didn't look that deep into it mm-hmm. but then in two thousand and sixteen, more bones were found under the orchestra pit, and six grave shafts containing wooden coffins were found below. The North Hall carriageway, so that place where the wealthy people would get off. They were walking over. Basically, every inch of this building you walk through, you're walking over the dead. Right. It's believed that those were, all of those that they found um, in the carriageway and in the orchestra pit, 
were bones that had been dug up before and they were reinterred here at some point. Yeah. So, unsurprisingly, this place is reportedly very haunted, which, you know, can you blame them? Right, and especially with that many bodies, too. Yeah, and think about it. You are you are put to rest in a very disrespectful way, and then you're dug up, and what do they do with you? They just throw you in a pit in another area of the building. Again, disrespectful. It's like you're just being disrespected through eternity, and you have no power to do anything about it except come back and scare the crap out of everybody that's there. That's what I'd do. TBH. So I've got some stories of uh, first-hand accounts of hauntings which I thought were pretty cool. These are some good ones. A former watchman of the old exposition hall. So this is an old interview. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's the building that was torn down. He gave an account of some of the paranormal experiences he'd heard occurring during his watch. And it was things like tapping on the ceiling, under the floor, on doors and windows. So it's basically every inch of the building is getting tapped, right? He'd hear footsteps behind him, and then he would also hear the sound of loud walking ahead of him. So, almost like somebody was sneaking behind him, but then when they were in front of him, they didn't care anymore, and they were running and making loud noise. He said it would sound like heavy timbers were thrown from the ceiling and glass was smashing on the floor. And the most terrifying was the sound of heavy bodies being dragged over the planks. See, I wouldn't... Of the floor. And, and most likely, he was probably he probably worked alone. Yeah. He was a night watchman. Yeah. There was only one person. Like, you know you're alone. You hear anything to these things. You're the only one. <laughs> Have you ever seen the video of um, the uh, security guard that's working in the nursing home? And he sees, it's, you know how I described an orb to you last, well, gosh, a week and a half ago? Uh-huh. He sees this, like a mist. And he sees it with his own eyes and on the cameras. And the cameras catch it. So he sees this mist go, and it spooks him the first time. And the second time, he's kind of more interested. And by the third time he sees it, he's just like, hey, it's somebody that's just walking around because it's, no, it's no spirit that's bothering him. So that's kind of how I picture this guy. Probably originally really spooked by his sounds, but by the time he'd been there for a while, he was like, whatever. I don't think I could ever, ever get, get acclimated to, to that. I don't know. The the one when I... Ew, dude, you just sneezed on my hand. Ugh. Um, when I used to get ready in the bathroom in the morning and I would hear that man that just sounded like he was having a conversation right outside the bathroom door, I heard that over and over for years. It wasn't every day, but it was really calm. It was really regular. And by the time we moved out, it was something that I was so used to. It didn't really bother me anymore. It's just like, hey, because you'd open the door and there's nobody there. I don't know. I don't think I could. You maybe. Not me. Uh, he reported what sounded like a man marching in the main hall dragging something like a musket across the wooden floor and he said that these sounds never ceased except during exposition time so you would hear them all the time day and night except when there was a show going on probably because there were too many people there so much other noise yeah you couldn't probably discern it one snowy night he heard loud knocking on a door But when he opened the doors, no one was there, and there were no footprints in the fresh snow. He said he never saw any ghosts, but he felt them frequently. And he said, They never touch me, but I always know when they are around by an icy chill, a thrill as of electricity, a feeling like what the French call... (laughs) I'm going to butcher this. Pou de polet, goose flesh. 
de pole. They never annoy me now by mere knocking and rapping, for I have got used to it. So used to, so used to it that sometimes when people have really knocked at the door, I didn't open because I thought it was only the dead that kept knocking, knocking, knocking. So yeah, he got used to it after a while. But there are more recent accounts of hauntings. One of the more recent ones include uh, the Cincinnati Opera CEO and General Director Patricia Beggs. She spent many nights there and she said that she's felt their presence. She said that in the 1990s, one of the employees came down to the hall during dark season. So that's probably what off season, essentially. There aren't that many shows. for a theater. Right. Yeah, that happens. Warner Theater has it. And he brought his three-year-old son, Charlie, with him. They went on stage, and Charlie was enjoying pretending like he was performing, when all of a sudden he looks over and said, Daddy, who's that man in the box? His father said, there's nobody in the box, Charlie. You know, like a box where... The box seat. The box seats, yep. There's nobody in the box, Charlie. Charlie replied, yes, there is. He's waving at me right now. So they... Dad's like, nope, grabs the kid the and beats it out, out of there. Of <laughs> he noped the fuck out of there. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yep. Yep, he noped. He, yep, he noped. Terry Kidney worked at the music hall for over 20 years. She thinks the spirits that inhabit music hall are perhaps people who had at one time attended events there and had a good time because all her experiences have been happy. She said one of our box office people was working at the window and there was a ding outside. So, and that's the bell letting them know that someone's at the window. But there was nobody there. And then the buzzer kept going off. So he finally left the box office and went outside and didn't see anybody. He goes back in and it kept dinging. So he goes back out. At one point he was back in the box office and he felt a tug on his shirt sleeve. And he looked down and there was a little boy in period clothing. Knickers on and mm-hmm. like a little newsy cap and all that that was tugging on him but it wasn't like a solid physical person person. yeah that's uh, children hit different for sure yeah i mean thinking about the old orphanage and what kids went through there the idea of a child being stuck in eternity as a ghost that makes me kind of sad why i want them to to go on to something better go be stardust again don't be stuck in misery when people can't hear you and can't see you and who knows what else you're stuck with there who knows if it's like stranger things where you're in the upside down yeah i couldn't i think that'd be worse than being a ghost being in that freaky the upside down realm yeah yeah i really wonder about dimensions i put that on our list of potential episode ideas is people who may have traveled to other dimensions because i think that would be really interesting to read about yeah there's so much debate over so much debate over that damn dude what pounding that tequila tonight that was a full bottle it was not full (laughs) almost you drank it last night i know i drink tequila a lot too much anyway so there are also reports of things like music playing on the in the elevators. One person reported that they were walking around and they were hearing music and they tried to follow it. So they get on the elevator and they hear the music there, but the second they stepped off the elevator, the music would stop. And they'd step on and it would start again, step off, it's done. Like, just drops dead. Just absolute silence. 
like you hit that cone of silence kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they don't ride the elevators anymore. It freaks them out. <laughs> Would um, you? I mean, it's only music. But what's causing the music? So I guess that's my thought. Your thought process is, oh, all it's doing is the music, but there's obviously something that's able to turn the music on. Okay. For me, until recently, really throughout life, I have not had that many visual experiences. Almost all of mine have been audio, like audible. I hear things. I don't see them. So for me, I'm more used to it. So to me, it's not as scary to hear something. Like EVPs, they they creep me out, but they don't really freak me out. But the idea of seeing something or being touched by something, on the other hand, things that I don't experience that often, those do freak me out. When I see that little shadow at the motel, that scares the crap out of me. I can't sleep because I feel like it's watching me. That's why you didn't me. fall asleep till like 3 a.m. You know, right? Probably. In 2016, Matthew Zori took two long exposure pictures of the hall because it was under construction at the time. It was under renovations. And in it, he says you can clearly see apparitions. Uh, he was interviewed on ABC Channel 9 in Cincinnati, and they show the pictures. He also has a website, but you don't get as good of an idea of the pictures. And I'll post the link so that you can kind of judge this for yourselves. I I looked at the pictures, and to me, it doesn't really look like any... It's a long exposure, so it could have been construction worker that's walking in front of it. Mm-hmm. Right? And it creates this... I don't know. It doesn't... I don't see apparitions in there. I see a picture that has just an abnormality to it. Distortion to it. Yeah. But I'll post that link. You guys can make that judgment for yourselves. They also do a lot of uh, haunted tours there, which I think is really cool. So if you're really into it and you think this is some cool history and you want to check it out, you can go on a haunted tour of the Cincinnati Music Hall. And they do the full thing. Like you get the little EMF reader. So the electromagnetic field, and I think yeah. they do the um, infrared and all that. They really take you around. It looks like a cool tour. It'd be fun. So that is the Cincinnati Music Hall. That's not too far. Well, Cincinnati's what? Probably about four or five hours from us? No. Uh, Columbus is four hours. So it's probably six hours because Cincinnati's about two hours from Columbus. About it's six not hours. far from Lima. And they're only... Four hours, three I su- hours. It, I guess it depends on which highways we take. And who drives. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah. If you drive, we'll get there much faster. Right. It's like teleporting. Who needs planes when you have somebody like me? <laughs> he needs to invent teleportation. Yeah. And breaking physics. Yeah. One engine at a time. So what was the music, or music hall? What was the theater that you did? Uh, the theater that I did was the Royal Drury Lane. Dreary or Drury? Drury. So is that D-R- like the Muffin Man? You Do are you what? No, the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man. Do you know that song? I don't know, but he sounds like a good guy. Do you know the Muffin Man that lives on Drury Lane? Maybe. Right? I think that's I think that's how it goes. I don't know. You're one who knows the song. English. Very British. You know English? Good job, babes. I know American English. I know that their chips are not our chips, and it's confusing, and their... What, biscuits are not our biscuits? Carriage. Their elevators are lifts. The boot is a trunk. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. 
like a trunk of an mm-hmm. American car, a boot. They have a different name for cabs over there too, don't they? Taxi cabs. I don't know. Anyway, huh. yeah, it's very British. I feel so like it is, is a whole different language. Yeah. It really is. It is. It's time for more wine. It's always time for more wine. The cat finally settled down. Yeah. Now they're just napping beside me. Look at Otto. He's got his belly up. So Drury Lane. Drury. Tell me about that theater. Right. I am very interested. Are you now? I am. So it is the oldest legitimate, and this was in quotes, theater in London. Uh, it's located in the west end of the Covent Garden in Westminster. Okay. So that's in London, right? Right. The present building, the one that still stands today, uh, dates from 1812. The first theater on the site was founded in 1663. So the one that is there now, it is the fourth building to have been erected on the site. Two of which had burned down. One of them probably in 1666 in the Great London Fire, I would um, imagine. I wouldn't doubt it. I didn't look up into the history of the past buildings, but... Well, I mean, the Fire of London took out a lot. It took out a huge chunk of London, so the Great Fire. Uh-huh. Great Fire. I love British history. Do you know? I do. I do. I do. So, I found two different spirits. The the two most famous that kind of occupy this theater. The first one is just simply known as the clown. I don't like it No, it's a nice clown. He's a good guy. How do you have a nice... Clowns are creepy and then you turn it into a ghost? Ghost clown. Ghost clown. Okay, but I, oh, to be fair, it might not be a modern style clown. Modern clowns are creepy. I don't know about that Yeah, one. that's true. They don't really know either of these people. They don't, or the spirits, they don't really know for certain who, who it is, right? But a lot of people theorize that it is a man named Joseph Grimaldi. He had been a long distinguished, or he had a long distinguished theatrical career as the first noted pantomime. Is that just the same thing as a mime? I think so. Kind of. But it's kind of like a clown mixed with a mime. I'm going to Google this. Because I'm not entirely sure what a pantomime is. Yeah. Uh, so he was is a it white... a mime with no pants? <laughs> it would be a pantless mime. Or a pant no mime. What are you seeing? A dramatic entertainment originating in Roman mime in which performers express meaning through gestures accompanied by music. It's entertainment mainly for children that involves music, topical jokes, because kids get topical jokes, and slapstick comedy, and is based on a fairy tale or nursery story usually produced around Christmas. So that's a pantomime. My kind of comedy. So he was a white-faced, uh, roguish clown, and he became the role model for a lot of modern-day Joeys. What's a modern-day Joey? He's just like a modern-day clown, like a jokester. His craft had taken a terrible toll on his health, and he had to finally give up his acting. Uh, and he was very famous here. forgot to add that. He was one of the first noted pantomimes in London. Not in history, but in London. And he was very renowned at this this theater. 
1818, he was very destitute. He was suffering from a crippling disease. So Drury Lane had arranged a benefit performance for him where he performed, right? A benefit performance where you have to perform yourself. Benefit. Yeah, it makes sense, right? <laughs> Even though he's sick? Yeah. That's kind of sad, honestly. Yeah. So he was still able to make the audience laugh, even though by this time he was chair-bound. Aw. Yeah. But I guess, you know, it would well, probably that's bring some, some skill, joy to though. you, though. Right? You, you can understand why he'd be renowned if he can make the audience laugh while sitting down and basically only doing things with his arms, probably. Yeah. And just and face. his face and, and his voice. So he passed away in 1837, but his ghost has been seen since, countless times since his death. At least that's who they believe this ghost to belong to. And one of his most uh, notable ways of kind of telling people he's there is just with a swift kick. <sighs> he's kicked everyone. Uh, actors, cleaners, ushers, just... Uh, people who come to watch the acts there. It's such a friendly way of letting people know you're around. Yeah, right? Uh, it'll also give uh, actors and performers pats on the back up on stage. And it's also been, some people have said that they kind of, that he he will like reposition them almost, kind of nudge them into the right place. As how if he's trying to help these be? people, right? Yeah, but how off-putting would that be? You're in the middle of a show... And there's something like, no, no, get over here. Yeah, this isn't your spot. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like, you see the X over here. You're not there. (laughs) So he's a good guy, right? And this part was kind of weird. So before his death, he had one last odd wish. He had requested for his head to be severed from his body before burial. Why? Why would you request that? fucking clown, dude. That makes the nightmare worse. What if he walks around headless in death? He does. Ew! No! So it was it <laughs> no. was evidently done for a lot of people have reported seeing a disembodied white face floating around the theater. Wait, they just see his head? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Just... Just a white face clown head. Have you ever seen the episode of Scrubs where he tries... JD's fantasizing about amputating his head and being two doctors. One doctor's the head and one doctor's the body. Then they run around and they do their own thing. Mm-mm. No. That's what it makes me think of. <laughs> because JD's a big dork and he thinks he's super funny. And I could just see him being this mime walking around. Yeah, right. Well, just imagine. He's probably floating. He probably wanted to have his head cut off just so he could haunt with just his head. He planned that one out. Yeah. Just so he could, in the afterlife, have a few laughs as he spooks the crap right. out of people. Right. That's, a that's what I do. That's cruel. Yeah. <laughs> it's evil genius. That's what that is. No kidding. So, there, w- there wasn't much more about him um, other than just than kind of his comical antics of messing with different people in the theater. But one of the, or the most famous ghost, Adri Lane, uh, is the man in gray. Ooh. He he has been described as a young man who is often seen limping. He wears a powdered wig and his head is covered with a tricorn cap. So 1700s-ish? Yeah, a very old style. He wears a, ro- a white ruffled shirt and a gray riding cloak. 
um, and sometimes, although not very often, has been seen carrying a sword. I feel like that might just be people trying to create their own stories. Yeah. Maybe. Who's to say that in the afterlife you can't decide what you're wearing or what you look like? There's nothing... There is no definition of what the afterlife is. We really don't know. So he could be like, yo, I feel like wearing Mimey Boy's outfit over here today and puts Mimey that on. Boy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's not like Mimey Boy could really defend himself maybe, against this man stealing Who knows? His... Maybe he goes for the Lady Gaga meat suit every once in a while. Mm. He's like, I feel like I need to make a statement. Nobody's paying enough attention to me anymore. Right. Even though you're the most famous ghost in all of London. Yeah. <laughs> Pretentious he is. Everybody needs attention, even in the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> So, his ghost is only seen during the day. Really? During the day? During the day. That's unusual. Yeah. Most spirits are only seen at night. At night. Right. It's said often between like 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. And, and he always uh, appears to be very repetitive in nature as he's almost always seen following the same pattern where he walks, the spirit walks from one side of the upper circle to the other. And then he just melts away into the wall. So it's, you know what the upper circle is? Like of a theater, it's kind of like yeah. the, top, the top layer. Mm -hmm. It's where realistically the best view is. Yeah, it's but I guess it's what we would call in America the nosebleeds. Yeah. Yeah, because it's so far away, but I would agree that it is the best view. You don't have anybody's head in front of you. That's the problem yeah. with the lower... Like You're if you go to the, the Warner Theater, level. yeah, it's almost at the same level, and I yeah. inevitably have somebody because I'm short as hell. You are a There's busy. always somebody that's in front of me that I can't see over. Yeah. Plus the air down in the bottom stinks. It smells so bad. You go up high, fresh air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually heat rises though, so if somebody rips one, you're fucked. <laughs> Do you think you can see that cloud coming like you a spirit? You might be able to. <laughs> you see the spirits running away. <laughs> All the ghosts away. book it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so in thir or 1939, almost the whole cast of The Dancing Years was on stage for a photo call when they saw the man in gray cross the upper circle and disappear into the wall. Wow, so, so that's a bunch just of, like it's a good person. amount of people. Yeah. Uh, and over the history of the theater, numerous witnesses, including famous actors, firemen, theater managers... General staff and patrons have all witnessed this man. On rare occasions, his ghost has uh, been seen sitting on an end seat in the fourth row near the central gangway of the upper circle. So he switches it up sometimes, right? Maybe his legs just get tired. Doesn't sound like a residual haunting. Residual hauntings replay the same exact actions over and over, the same thing. Often, but uh, it often he does. He but does, he does but switch it up. he switches it he's up. He's not always seen and it's doing not like thing. you only have. He only he he's in a theater. He only has so much space. There's only so much for him to do anyway. Right. Especially if he's tied to the location and can't freely go out and do something else. Wouldn't that suck? Yeah, that would suck. Could you imagine spending forever stuck in this apartment? Mm -hmm. Like Elizabeth. Maybe that's why your ghost is so pissed off. Yeah, maybe that's why she's like, "Come on, I'm coming with you down to school." Right. Show me a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We finally acknowledged her, and that's when she yeah, hopped in I the car with Yeah, I blame you for me. everything. <laughs> well, you don't experience anything, so don't be mad. I'm dating you, and that kind of means I do experience them. 
Thanks for licking the bottle that we all drink out Alcohol. Cleans itself. <laughs> so there was a cleaner who was new to the theater, and she had encountered his ghost. She saw him as a physical being, a physical person. She thought he was an actor, so she had put her supplies down and spoke out to him, but at which point he just disappeared. So confused, of course, she looks around and was baffled to see him vanish into the wall behind her. Like, what I, would you do in that situation? Quit. <laughs> I'm not staying there. No two weeks. No. I don't need paid. I'm gone. Yeah. Keep my check. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Check's probably cursed, honestly. Um, you just would not handle a, a real paranormal experience well, I think. I know that I'm a fainting goat, but I think you would just freak out and run out crying. <laughs> Do you think you'd scream? No. I'd probably just curse. If it was in front of me and like the only way to get out of the room was to go through it, I'd probably try to I'd just try to tackle it or something, you know, even if I just went right through it. Tackle but, the ethereal? Yeah. But I think either way I'd just be shit, fuck, piss, ass and just <laughs> you know. You Not sound, today, nope. You sound like the uh the old guy from um that has Tourette's in Oh my gosh, what was the movie? I have Band of Brothers stuck in my head, but that ain't right. I don't know. There's a guy on YouTube. It's the Tourette's guy who does yeah. it. No, it's a... Uh... Shit, what is the name of that movie? Piss, what is it? Shit, piss. I can't remember it off the top of my head at the moment. Why am I blanking on this? I don't know. Boondock Saints. How could I not remember Boondock Saints? I freaking <laughs> love that movie. I blanked We were just on talking it. about that last that week, what... too. Too much wine does to you. But yeah, it sounds like the little old guy that owns the bar in Boondock Saints, which also happens to be Doc from Fragile Rock. Fragile. Fraggle Rock. Oh my god, I've had too much wine. (laughs) Yeah, it's Doc from Fraggle Rock is this cursing, stuttering Tourette's guy in Boondock Saints that owns a bar. And Mm. that's what it sounds like. Shit fuck. Shit fuck. Shit fuck. Piss, get out of my way. That'd be me. So. Who this man is exactly still remains a mystery, Um, but there's been a lot of stories or a lot of speculation about who he could be. During a renovation of the theater in the 1870s, there was a worker who found a concealed room, a cavity, behind the wall where this ghost is always seen disappearing. Inside, he discovered a male skeleton with a dagger sticking through its ribcage. How does he know it's a male? Is he an anthropologist? I'm not sure right off the bat. He's like, that's a male. <laughs> but there was a skeleton was with a, a ribcage. That was a very cage. aggressive point that you just made. Well, he duh, just points obviously... at me so angrily. <laughs> that's how you described it. It was so aggressive. Anyway, so I'm sure male. there was somebody he who was able to. It's a male. There was a male with skeleton, a which I'm sure was later found out from a coroner or something, or an anthropologist. Uh huh. Nonetheless, it was a male. Maybe it was because there was thirteen rib cages, thirteen ribs, and not rib cages. That's rib cages. a lo- that would be a quite a hefty a lot of man. Rib <laughs> I don't know how he's going to find shirts that fit. Yeah, right? No kidding. (laughs) 
You'd need a bra for all those. <laughs> so the stories began to go around that he, this young man had gained the attention of an actress uh, who performed at the theater during the time of Queen Anne. So that's she reigned from 1704 to 1714, so mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Yep. So this would have been you know, 50 years or so after the original building was built. Cause it was built in 1663. Right. And she reigned from the early 18th century. Mm-hmm. So that body would have been in there for quite some damn time. In a room that was kind of, nobody knew it was there. Right. It was just a secret cavity. That's so cool. Yeah. How and cool would that be to find? He was found in the 1870s. That would be so freaking cool to find. Like over 100 years later. You know what that makes me think of? That makes me think of your story about the mistletoe bride that was stuck inside of the chest. Oh, this yeah. is from our from our YouTube channel yeah. episode from Christmas. The mistletoe bride that was stuck in the chest and mm-hmm. nobody found her for years and years because she was behind that hidden wall. That would be fucked up. It's a bad way to go. I always wonder, like, how doesn't somebody smell that? Because smell really doesn't know any bounds. Yeah, but if you think about the times when there's open sewage... People are pretty stinky, and bathing body isn't that common. And poo poo has a very different smell. I mean, if you're used to it, though, like uh, you, you're probably exposed to it fairly regularly. We're not. I guess inside a building, though, it would be a little more concealed. Maybe. I don't we, know. We also Anyways. don't know. Anyway, he was there for a very long time. Um, not stinky by the time he was found. Yeah. Right. Uh, so there was a. Another actor who had also contended for this woman's hand, but was enraged at his loss. Uh, So he was overcome with jealousy and killed his rival and then hid the body. So is that the body? That's what they believe. Um, Did this guy, he was like, yo, I hid it. You'll never find this guy. (laughs) I think so. I don't know. You know, I don't know if. But wouldn't you try to go find that? 1700 maybe they just didn't give a shit okay murder's a part of life i always want to know how the heck you end up with a hidden room like how did this guy know where that room is and nobody else did maybe he made the room to hide the body but he was an actor so maybe he just knew the place very well yeah but then you would assume other actors and directors and people who create the props and all that somebody had to know and and if he's out there bragging like hey i killed this guy and i hit him and you're never gonna find him yeah they uh-huh. might look for that hidden room. But then again, as you said, 1700s, maybe people were like, meh. Yeah. That sucks for the other guy. Because right. he, I mean, he was a famous actor, This the man who killed him. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, everybody was just like, oh, whatever. You're a cool guy. We'll let it slide. That's whatever. So his ghost presence is universally liked. Um, as his appearances are often seen as a good omen. Uh, it is believed that if he appears at the theater before or during a new production, it will have a long, successful run. There are just a, a few of the ones that were named. The King and I, South Pacific, and Oklahoma witnessed his presence before they opened, and all of them were hits. So I think that's kind of like where this came from, you know? Where the cast had seen this guy before or during its run or its first performance. And... Do you think it scares them into performing better? I don't think so. No. You think... I think at least once that, you know, precedence that if you see him, you're good. 
you're gold confidence then right it's kind of like we're doing a good job keep doing yeah what no doing. worries yeah Just brush it off yeah throw it off or something uh so during the long long run of lady saigon and Drury lane the man in gray appeared each time there was a change in cast and not surprising actors talk about his ghost with much affection that's a cool story they were both very feel good yeah it's kind of nice to have some of those every once in a while. Right. See, you know, the thing is that when we hear about haunting stories, ghosts or paranormal in general, when you hear about things like UFOs and anything, you think it's scary and it probably doesn't have a good ending. But that is by far not the truth of what happens. Like, I've I've had a few scary experiences, but overall, most of what I've experienced has not been scary or it's certainly not harmed me so i think i know that i'm stumbling over my words now yeah that's what i had a thought and now i feel like michael scott where i start a sentence and i don't really know where it's going and then i just this is where it is you just keep babbling not all hauntings are bad there's the end all right all hauntings are bad for me i don't know i remember there was this show Growing up, it was on the Discovery Channel. I can't remember what it was called now. But they always talked about ghost encounters. And they were often like possessions. It was probably a haunting. I don't know. All I, I remember there was, I think it was in the open, opening scene. Or maybe it was just one episode in particular. Because I can still picture this in my head. But there was like a tree. And it's a very blue and gray kind of effect put over it. And then kind of zooms up like a road. Whatever. So there was this one episode where they talked about this. It might have been, I'm not going to say it, the one that begins with Z. Don't you say oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, the demon. The demon. So it was very red. It had horns. But it possessed this child. Every night this kid would wake up and piss in his closet all over his floor. I think that is that demon. All over the clothes. Yeah. All over his clothes. From like the floor. 1940s, right? I don't know if it was that. Well, the demon obviously has been around forever, but Yeah, I don't remember when this exact story was. Um but like his parents were so pissed off, like why do you keep pissing in your closet? He's like cuz the man tells me to. And they're like who the fuck who are you talking about? And he was like the man in the black cloak. And uh like, who, what man? And that's when they realized something's going on, you know? And then there was one point where the mom came in to check on him at night, and this demon was in there, and it pushed her onto the bed, and then it, like, revealed itself, and it was this red kind of demon with horns and stuff. Wouldn't you just move out right then and there? I would grab the kid and get out and you would, never come back. You'd grab the kid? Yeah, right? I might sacrifice him. You're a good future parent, I can tell. He's already got a hold of him. Obviously, he's going to follow you. Survival you of the kid. fittest. Okay, so take your kid and like run to the closest church and be like, cleanse him. <laughs> Drown him in holy water. <laughs> just give him a shower. Just right. an hour-long shower in holy water yeah. until all the demons are gone. Yeah. Is that know. what we we need the whole world to do? We just need to bless all water going right? forward. Right, that's how we... That's and how then we, free everybody of demons. Everybody takes showers it. and baths and holy water. That's how we do it. Although I would imagine it would take a lot of holy power to, to I, Apparently purify. all you have to do is like drop in a cross and then do like a blessing. 
that's it. That's all there really is to holy water. And it spreads to all of the yeah. H2O. Yeah. There's an episode of Supernatural where they do it for a whole neighborhood. They shove a cross into the neighborhood's water supply. Yeah. And they do the blessing because they know that the whole neighborhood's overrun with demons. This is in the, oh, maybe third season with Lilith as the main bad guy. Lilith. Lilith. That's the sex demon, isn't it? That's the demon that we were watching in, oh God, what was it? It was a really corny one. Hulu. I liked that movie. It was corny. It wasn't bad, but it was corny. It was like something about purity. I can't remember. It was on Yeah, with the girls. Yeah. Yeah. At the Christian summer camp. Yeah. Lilith was the main demon there, but yeah. So it's the supernatural episode. They they try to shove in the cross and they basically uh, turn all the lawn spigots, all the water. Lawn. Oh my God. Why can I not think of any basic freaking english today yes the sprinklers thank you the sprinkler system becomes holy water (laughs) i drink you know what i can write freaking papers and i can publish and i can sound like an intelligent person but i get half a bottle of wine in me and i sound like the biggest moron Mm -hmm. so yeah that's our episode tonight i think are we ending it we're gonna end it on i'm a moron (laughs) Don't forget to follow us on social media. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is Drink Drunk Dead on all three of those platforms. We also have an email address that is drinkdrunkdeadpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to get your personal accounts so that we can share those on the show. Give us something good to share. We really haven't gotten any so far, but this is also really new and... Our reach is rather small at this point. I think we have a whopping like 20 listeners right now hmm. before editing this. So, And rumor has it, if you don't five-star rate us and like us on all of our social media, that uh, Zozo comes and sees you and makes you piss in your You closet. would not let me say his name, but you say his name. Because I wanted to say this. If I said it and then you said it and then I said it again, we would be fucked. But I only said it once. See, just remember that if you don't like us and follow us, don't give us those five-star ratings and put up some good reviews for us. When we die, we're going to hunt the hell out of your asses. Yeah. It's going to happen. It might be, you know, 50 years down the road, but... We'll go wreck it, Ralph, right into the internet connection, and we'll find you, and we'll haunt you. Yeah. Because we'll know that you listened and didn't rate. We're 21st century ghosts, damn it. Heck yeah. So don't forget to like us. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Put us put some reviews up. We could use some of those. Keep drawing in more people. Share. Please share this stuff. We also have a website. If you don't want to always try and if you want to listen at the office or something, that is drinkdrunkdeadpodcast.buzzsprout, B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-O-U-T dot com. I'll include that link in the episode upload. And I'll include the link for the Cincinnati Music Hall interview also. So you can take a look at those videos or the, yeah, the video and take a look at the photos. And I think that's about it. Right? Did I cover all my bases? I think so. Social media. Don't forget to like us or you're dead to us or when we die, we'll haunt you. Yeah. Not yet, though. No, we're not there yet. Shall we raise a toast? To our ghosts. ghosts.